You remember your stories with the kind of detail no one else has. Don't take them with you when you go, share them. I'm Christy Bridges from One Moment Wiser. Click follow to hear true stories worth remembering and send me a message if you have a story you'd like to tell. Welcome to One Moment Wiser. This is Christy Bridges, and I help Christians become authors because God speaks to people through our unique voices. I have Stacy Mitchell with us today, and you may have met Stacy before. She has shared a lot of wisdom with us, and I'm just so happy to have her back because she has been pouring into my life for years, and um you know, I'm just not the same person I was when we met because of our relationship. Do you have people in your life like that? Share this with them because I think they'll enjoy it as well. Stacey, thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you for having me. Yay. So today is, um, well, it's a day that I have a heart to speak to people but I don't have the experience to speak on this topic. And you actually have the, you know, life experience to really um, bring some authenticity here. This week in our prayer calendar for One Moment Wiser, we were praying for single parents and we were praying for them to, you know, have wisdom and encouragement. But we were also praying for the people around them to reach out to them and, and you know, be the givers that we need to be as the church. So you are here because I know that you have a very unique experience as a single parent and you have an amazing son who has grown up to be just a quality man. And that, that says a lot. So um, anyway, <laughs> thanks again. Thank you. When you were first pregnant and, and also when your son was young, can you tell us a little bit about that? What were the challenges that you faced? What was that like for you? Um, I think there were challenges on three different fronts, to be honest. Um, the first was my personal disappointment in myself. Oh. I couldn't be happy that I was pregnant because I was it was out of wedlock. Um, my son's father and I were not in love. It was not an ideal situation. And I promised myself that I wouldn't be a single mom. I wouldn't perpetuate that. My mother was a single mother. Um, I didn't want to do that. So the second front that I, where I was fighting was um, the spiritual front. Um, I just, I, di I didn't know um, if we we're cursed, if we were blessed, if, um, I didn't even know enough to know what the right course of action was at that point because I had planned to abort. Um, I, I don't know if I ever told you that, but that, that, that's a whole story in itself because God literally stepped in and, and saved my baby. But um, the third front where I was, and I'll tell you more about that, I promise. The third front about that, that I was fighting was um, with everyone else, right? So first there was fighting with me and there's fighting with what I think God said not what he said, but what I think God said, and then fighting with everybody else, right? My mother, <laughs> my mother knows me because 
have a daughter. She's known me my whole life. And I told her I was pregnant. And she said, I just got one question. Is his daddy white? <laughs> yes, ma'am. His daddy's white. That's what she had. You yeah. know what that means, right? No. Well, you got to marry a white man now because I don't want mismatched grandkids. Oh, wow. My mother's response. She, but that sounds horrible. But knowing that it's my mother, that was her that was her funny way of saying it's OK. I know you're upset, but it's going to be OK. Like if you look beyond where you are right now, um, we have other things to worry about. This isn't worth worrying about. That's and that's not worth worrying about either. But she, that was her way of saying it's OK. She didn't fuss. She Aww. that was a fake fussing from my mother. Now, okay, what cool. was what really happened that was difficult was telling the body of Christ. Um, that I was pregnant out of wedlock. And you never know what pedestal someone has put you on until you fall off of it. Mm. I had no idea how the body was going to respond to um, me being pregnant. Um, I'm not even going to mention the negative things because I think every parent out there who's a single parent has heard the negative from everyone, right? Yeah. How did you have a baby with that person? What were you thinking? Uh, now you, this is what was told to me and I, that I'm not going to delve into, but I'm going to mention it. Uh, God has to write a whole new plan for your life because you messed it up. Hmm. That was a believer. That was a high level believer that said that. But my God, mommy, Barbara Evans, and I hope she's listening. I, I hope she gets to see this. Barbara, I love you to pieces. The first thing she said to me was, um, do, do not, when I told her I was pregnant and I was having the baby, yeah. do not let your good be evil spoken of was her response, which is scripture, right? I know this. people are gonna convince you that this is bad, but what you're doing right now is the right choice. And that's what you should focus on. Um, she convinced, because she spoke that over me, Early on, when I started to hear the other negative things, God had already set the foundation of what I was doing was a good thing. So I didn't, I, I, I didn't put credence into the other things. If I had listened to those people first, if I'd heard that first, I would have aborted. Mm -hmm. But because I heard from God through my friend Barbara first, and that foundation was set, Everything else everyone else said to me just kind of bounced off. It just, I, I, in one ear and out the other. Love that. So that it was, it was, it was a difficult process um, being pregnant out of wedlock in church was hard. And um, having the baby wasn't any easier. It was, um, there was always, a, uh, I'm trying to think of how to say this without sounding completely rude and crass, but there was always this um, underlying thought that people didn't always say mm -hmm. that they thought I was going to get in trouble again. So um, <laughs> sometimes the body of Christ would, when I would say, hey, I'm going out with my girlfriends, would you watch my son for a few hours? You might get in trouble again. Oh. I have to work third shift at this job and I really need someone to watch my mm -mm, You might get in trouble again. So wow. when my son was younger, 
right? When he was when I was pregnant, there was there were a lot of battles going on. I haven't even talked about the physical battles because they were those were so different. Um, I couldn't do anything about some of that. But the other things that were going on were very difficult. But even after he got here, there were challenges. And, and I'm specifically speaking about challenges from the body of Christ. I'm not speaking about challenges from the rest of the world. It was um, it was challenging. So, okay, I just want to pause for a second and break <laughs> some of this down. Okay. Um, I love, by the way, that your mom's reaction was to, you know, Start a little bit of a fuss <laughs> just to let you know that um, things were going to be okay and to to refocus you. And I, I when you explained that, you know, when, before you explained it, I was like, what? when you explained it, I'm like, I've seen me do the same thing. So, you know, I, I see that. But I also, I have to just say that one person speaking truth into your life instead of just listening, instead of, um, you know, giving you a warning about something, that person speaking some truth into your life, God used that word as a, a protector, as a shield for you when you were talking to other people. And that, you know, we have a shield is something you hold. A shield is something you have to hold. So yeah. we have a choice of what we're going to hold. And God will send his word out. We have to choose to hold that up and use that as a shield. So I love that you did that. Um, you also were talking about the, you know, you might get in trouble again. Right. And, and that, that happens. I mean, it does, it happens. Right. But I, we guess what? <laughs> we can't control that. <laughs> As outsiders who are not the actual person, we have no control over that. I have tried to control people in my life. Oh, man, doesn't work. Mm -hmm. And so that's a good word, I think, for all of us to, to know that we are, yes, we're responsible to encourage one another and try to take care of one another. But I'm uh, not anybody's mommy except my kid. And even with our kids, as, as you and I are both proof, our mommies can't always control us. <laughs> no, nope, right? not at all. So, and we, and we shouldn't want to, you know, um one moment wiser. We'll be right back. Um, as I was raising my son, I wanted him to be, you know, I had ideas of what I wanted him to be as he grew up and um, wasn't going to be it. And, and what's what's even more important about my son's personality is I'm a very talkative person. We're both extroverts. I'm a very talkative person and he doesn't talk a lot. He doesn't. I hope that you probably hear my dogs. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Apparently um, our animals are talking to each other. <laughs> <laughs> but um he doesn't talk a lot. So when I would fuss and fuss and yell and yell, the more I would start, I would yell at him, the more he would fall back. No expression on his face, no upset, no anger. The last time I tried to spank my son, I guess he was maybe 12. And I was winded and out of breath when I was done. And that boy was just standing there like this. Like, I, this is obviously not the way to go. Right. But it, that's when God started to speak to me because I don't think I even prayed about it before. I thought I was just going to, you know, 
point him in the way he should go and he's just gonna go, right? Right. But God started to tell me things like, I have him going a different route than you. So don't expect him to be a repeat of you. That's not what he's going to do. Mm-hmm. Um, there are some things that I needed to protect him from. And there are some things I needed to just watch him do. So God had always taken me back to other points in his life and how I handled those and how to bring those into his um, his um, his other his older years. When a baby is learning to walk, it would be silly for a mom and a dad to hold on to these this little you know ten month old one year old's hand and always hold them and make sure they never hit anything. That's not how you do that, right? Right. You let them pull up on the furniture. You. Um, let them push on the TV set, but you just make sure that the, that the environment they're in is a safe environment to make the mistake in, right? Right. So God showed me how to make a good environment for my son to be able to make mistakes in. The hard part, dear God, is watching your child make any mistakes at all, whether it's as small as missing a step and falling and scuffing his knee or not turning in a homework assignment or choosing a different career path. It is difficult to watch your children um, do what you think is going to be a mistake. But God has made it clear to me, his route is not going to be the same as yours. So I learned when he was around 12, 13 years old to watch him without trying to control him. That freed me up so much. Really? It just, it freed me. He would, he said, I'm gonna take this girl out. And I'd go, okay. <laughs> there's a there's there's a question I ask my son every single time he asked, he says he has a, he met a girl, and I say, Well, I always I always ask about her and I'll and it's never and I'm not even gonna repeat what I say because it's not necessarily a friendly thing to say. But I, I always say, Well, who's this girl? Who's this who's this chick? Who's this? And he says, She's nice. Mom be nice to her. <laughs> And then after a while, and he'd say that about his friends, his tea, and I'm like, am I really that mean? <laughs> I think I'm a really loving person. <laughs> so, so what did I learn from that? My son understands and respects the fact that I'm a mama bear. There's nothing wrong with that. But God, on the other hand, was teaching me how to be an appropriate mama bear. You know, as a parent, we need to recognize that God loves us the same way that we love our kids. And there are some things that God lets us walk into. I see my baby. She is prime example would be my dating life. I'm just putting that out there. God knew before I stepped out on that first date with whoever that this was not the right person. Um. Sure, God could have thrown up a wall or, you know, had an angel appear. Don't go here. (laughs) He didn't. (laughs) Right? He didn't. Instead, he gave me a good environment to be able to make the mistakes. And he's always got his Holy Spirit in my ear. He always he's always showing me what's in front of me, what I need to pay attention to. And I can make educated guesses. And and I, I don't know if everybody has had that experience or not, but I've been on dates mid fork to my face and look up and realize you are not the one. I can finish my meal, I can be kind and not see that person again. As a single parent, there are times when 
we're going to watch our children walk into things and they're and, and we're going to go okay that's what you want to do but yes i'm going to be watching you and I, I this was this was funny a while ago my son um oh this is when he was in high school he's 23 now so this is obviously a long time ago um he was out doing something and not anything bad he was just hanging out with some friends and I heard the same story from three different people before he got home. Like they had already told me what he did. None of it was bad. Okay. Um, just that he, I guess it was something about um, I don't know. They were dancing in a parking lot or singing or what. Uh -huh. Just it was just just being silly silly kids. And it wasn't a bad thing that he was doing. It was the fact that three different people came to me and told me that it happened. Oh, you should have seen Avery. He was I don't know. I guess it was something about dancing in a parking lot is what I what, what I'm remembering. But when he got home and I said, so how'd it go? That was good. Not that he was hiding anything. This is just a boy thing. Boys don't talk. Um, so I started asking him questions and his face just got. <laughs> I go, here's what you need to remember. When I send you out into the world, you're not alone. You're never alone. Mm. People will see you and not say a word to you, but they'll come back and talk to me. A good friend of mine I used to work with saw my son at school once. He and had never met my son, but he's, we're always all over Facebook, you know, Instagram. So he said, I saw Avery at school today. And I go, you did? He said, yeah. I said hi to him like I knew him. And he just said hi back. And I realized after I passed him, I've never met that boy before. He probably thinks I'm strange. And I go, I bet he will never tell me about this incident. He won't even mention it. So I waited till the end of the week. How was school this week? It was good. See anybody new today? Do this week? No. Did a guy walk past you and just say hello to you and, and call you by your name? He goes, you know what? Yeah, he did. <laughs> that didn't bother you? He said, no, because you got a million Facebook friends and they they all think they know me. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> <laughs> when it's people true. meet my son for the first time, they think they know him. But there, there's so many there's so many important things in yoked up in that. The first one is. Um, as a parent, you know that you know your kids, right? The Bible mm -hmm. even says about us that the heart is wicked. Who can know it? It's God that judges the heart, right? Mm -hmm. We think our hearts are good. Well, I'm a good person. I'm not mean. No. So God knows my heart, right? We know our kids' hearts too. And if you asked God about me, he would never say anything negative about me. He would say there is no one on this planet that I love more than my Stacy. Yeah, Stacy's different. I made her that way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All those stuff, those personality quirks that y'all think are just weird. I made her that way. <laughs> Very proud of my Stacy. So my conversation about my son needs to reflect the same thing. Mm. I love my son. Oh, he's wonderful. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got some personality quirks. He's, he's different. But you know what? It's okay because God made him that way. Yes. That when I speak about my son, I speak so highly of him. People think that they know him and they have attributed great things to him that maybe he hasn't done yet. And that's okay. But my mouth on my son is very important. I remember several years ago uh, being in my backyard. <laughs> I was walking around in my backyard. Um, and I was about to say something negative in my prayer time with God. I was like, you know, Avery is, 
And it wasn't awful. It was just that I thought he was going to have a cold. I thought he, he, he sounded like he was about to get sick. And I said, Avery is. And before I could finish what I was going to say, the Holy Spirit said, stop. The only thing between you, between your son and Satan is your mouth. Ooh. Okay. So you walk around with that in your, in your spirit. And, and again, it was as a cold, right? It's not even a big deal, right? But what happens when it is a big deal? Yeah. What happens when you've sent your child out into the world and um, it's the, there's a snowstorm and he's an accident. Um, and you know, you have to make sure you're speaking positive life affirming things when those things happen, which did happen to my son last year. He was in a car, he totaled his car. Um, but I had been speaking life over him for so long. I spoke life into his driving habits. I spoke life into his friendships. I asked God to orchestrate those friendships. But when those things happen, when you see things in your children, we have to be careful what we speak over them because there really isn't anything between you and Satan, between your child and Satan, but your mouth. So when you start to speak, this is really important. When you start to speak things like you're stupid, Lord, you are stupid. Mm -mm. Those are foundational things that your kids will take with them forever. Yeah. I say that as someone who is currently in therapy for some of the things that I heard when I was a young person that I'm still working through. Those tapes in my head that I don't even realize are playing. Parents, you are writing those tapes. You're recording those tapes right now. Yes. If you're enjoying this podcast, tune in next week to hear more. I'm Christy Bridges, and I teach Christians how to become authors because God speaks to different people through our unique voices. Visit me at onemomentwiser.com. That's the number one, momentwiser.com.